0: Welcome to episode 5 of Back to Basics, Babies, Bodies and Behaviour with Ulrika Castlebrandt and Mel Cyril. In this episode we're going to be talking about um, ergonomic baby wearing and carrying. So this episode is titled Redefining Ergonomic Baby Wearing. So first up we'll just introduce ourselves, um, I'm Mel and I live in Ipswich in England. I'm an in-arms and baby wearing trainer and the author of In-arms Carrying and Clinging Young Science of In-Arms Carrying. Over to you.
1: Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm Ulrike Kesterbrandt, as Mel said, and I'm in Stockholm, Sweden. I'm a babywearing consultant and also run a peer supporting course in babywearing and elimination communication. I've written a book about elimination communication um and redefining ergonomic baby wearing and what does do we mean uh, with that
0: actually Mm. yes so i guess to begin with we're we're going to define ergonomic baby wearing as it stands um so that we have a starting point to go from yes so would you like to do that
1: yeah and i guess when we both of us look at at baby wearing, um, and how it has used to be defined, like f- I guess that would be like finding the the correct position has been something mm. that has been a lot of focus uh, in the baby wearing world. Uh, but then, if you look at finding a a good position, that would be very static and to be static is something that our bodies does not like. Both children and and, uh, adults uh, like to move. It's much better for our bodies if we move. Of course wearing wearing a sleeping baby in a a position in a sling would be much more static Um, or like a sleeping baby is much more Static in its positioning than an awake baby, uh, but still it's it's like both things and the soft carriers are in a way part of our passive tra- uh, Tradition that we live in right now our infrastructure and our uh, architecture is very much um, passive and I guess it's like the human beings drive to save energy that it's it's behind that and make life more simple but it's just just this passive culture also make us very weak uh, and not flexible and it's not that good for our health um, as well yeah and, and then if you instead would look at the key to ergonomic carrying would be to vary your carry. Uh, That would Mm -hmm. be another perspective that both that interests both of us.
0: Yes. So I think at the moment, um, the, the, the definition used in the industry of ergonomic baby wearing is a spread squat M position, isn't it? Yeah. Um, With the bum lower than the knees. And a rounded back. Does that does that sound about right to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else
1: to add to that? Uh, think? Yeah, maybe like if the baby is aw- awake, it's okay if the baby's back is more straight, um, kind of. But uh, and maybe. But otherwise, the the, the rounded,
0: rounded back. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So yeah that's that's the kind of widely accepted guidelines for ergonomic baby wearing isn't it So yeah if we maybe start by talking about um the spine and hips and where where this definition of ergonomic baby wearing has come from yeah do you think that's a good place to begin
1: yeah, because of course it got some. Um, it's not like taken from the air. This position, the spread squat, and and uh, the rounded back. Uh, that sounds good to to talk about what that comes from. When you when you watch the little baby being carried, it pulls his knees up and uses his reflexes in the spread squat position. Um, and also, if you look at what happens then to the hip joints and so on, it's um when the knees are higher than the bum um or a bit higher than like the the bottom of the bum the um, and spread apart about like the knees are spread apart about 90 degrees maybe the 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 thigh bone like the i don't know what to call it in the the, fe- the
0: femoral head
1: yes thank you fits very nicely in the socket of the mm. hip um, yeah, and there is some uh, German research on this that has mm-hmm. been made uh, with Fettweis is one of the researchers mm-hmm. I think is called. Yeah, and
0: Buschelberger, I think. Is, yeah. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but um, yeah, that's another one. So yeah, the um, this sort of position has come from, as you said, from research. Um focused on hip dysplasia isn't it yeah um so these sort of guidelines have come from what what this research has said about the optimal angles for flexion and abduction and also furthering this um is um Dr Evelyn Kirkleonis um with her her research Into baby wearing and carrying as well so her book um, is it baby wants to be carried yes I think it is yeah so in there she she talks about optimal hip hip angles and she talks about in arms carrying as well and she was a a big inspiration of mine um, with learning more about how babies are designed to cling and so I've, I've got some of the figures here in front of me just to kind of summarize it. So the Buschelberger um, angles, this this study was based on newborns. So just newborns, not talking about older babies. And he said the angle of flexion should be greater than 100, 100 degrees and the abduction, which is the spread of of the legs, should be 40 degrees. Um, Now the International Hip Dysplasia Institute um, states 90 to 110 degrees flexion, so the squat, and 40 to 55 degrees abduction. And Kercleonis found when babies sat on the caregiver's hip, um, that the flexion angle was between 90 to 120 degrees and an average of 45 degrees abduction, um, with this value, um, being higher, the more towards the abdomen the baby's leg was, so more towards your hip the angle is narrower. So th- this is where where we get the, the idea of the angles from. So we also need to talk about the spine as well obviously as that's um, mentioned in ergonomic baby wearing, uh, having this slightly curved back uh, to support the spine. So. The, this comes from the fact that babies, newborn babies, spines are aren't as developed as adults and look more C-shaped, basically. So the spine obviously goes through different stages of development as the baby reaches certain physical developmental milestones. Um, but it's important to realise that. The spine is not rigid, you know, it's flexible and the curves don't just suddenly pop into place Um, once these milestones are reached, it's movement, lots of repetitive movements um, that are moving the spine and helping these curves come into place. Yes, and very much
1: related to uh, what kind of state of alertness or sleep the baby is in as well mm-hmm. yeah. yeah
0: so the this idea of supporting the spine in a curved position is absolutely important um, but the focus really needs to be on the fact that this is a position of rest so when the baby is tired or asleep this is when we're looking to pop them back into this resting position um and this goes back to the hips as well when babies are awake and active they are naturally more upright even when they're newborn there's a visible difference you know when they're awake and active um in arms and even in the sling um so yeah we we're gonna talk a bit about um how how ergonomic baby wearing looks different based on what what state of alertness the baby is at. Yeah, and a reference I think is really, really good. is like if you put a,
1: a cast, a cast, a cast on your leg because you have broken it, what then happens to your muscles and your flexibility in your leg? It doesn't mm. get stronger. I mean, it heals no. the bone. It's important because you want the be leg to be straight. But it, then afterwards, you have to start working with your muscles to get strong, strong feet and a strong bone, uh, strong leg again, strong muscles. Mm. So and of course, it's different. You wouldn't have the baby in the exact same position um If it wasn't for like hip displacer or something for many, many, many hours uh, during the. It's not like 24 24 7. It wouldn't be like all day and night, of course. You take the baby out and so on. But I I think the perspective is really important to. So, in, in a way, you could say a sling and a carrier would be like a cost even though, yeah, if, yeah, you could even though it it's fabric so it's a little bit more flexible mm. than that but um i think i think that perspective is important to to bring in uh, and in our culture the passive culture is so much norm so we don't we don't even think about that like the amount mm. of hours we sit in a chair or uh it's not really beneficial for our, our body i guess we talk more about it now and people spend so much time in front of the computer and you know that like mm. that's not really beneficial for your posture. Um, it's movement that is beneficial actually.
0: Yeah, yeah. and we can, we can help make baby wearing a little bit more active when we are needing to use it when they're awake and active um, by allowing them that wiggle room aren't we rather mm-hmm. than sort of forcing them into this more passive position of rest, allowing them the wiggle room to, um, engage their body more. Yeah. And also to, to
1: vary, vary your carry by, by having them in arms as well. Uh, absolutely also because it you strengthen your own arms and muscles and, um, you can be even more flexible with positions in arms like carrying a newborn you could do it facing front even with like facing outwards yeah facing outwards yes because you can use your hands to support the baby and and uh, so you can use much more positions to vary your your carry and even though you just have one sling or one carrier you could still wear the carry uh some carries you can carry in your hip maybe and you can wear with carrying in your arms do you have a, a sling you could use different kind of ties as well carrying mm-hmm. on, on both hips and uh, in front and back and stuff like that as well yeah. to be able to let different muscle groups in your body and in the baby's body to be able to uh, to work
0: yes and so um obviously this this difference in in how babies sit during states of alertness um I've taught this for years um with my baby wearing courses about the difference you know we we don't just need this one idea of um what ergonomic positioning is um but the 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 interest in in arms has sort of gained interest um recently but we i think we're starting to see a lot of advice um which is something that i used to advise back in the early days of my in arms knowledge um was look look to, ha- to see how how the caregiver carries the baby in arms and then replicate that with the sling um that was my kind of starting point um, with applying in arms to baby wearing, but you know, as as my knowledge increased, it became very clear that it's it's not actually the right thing to do to simply completely replicate um, in arms position to baby wearing. It's a bit more complicated than that. Um, as how how a baby sits in arms can be very 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 different to our idea of um ergonomic baby wearing and how we support them the support points can be very different um and how the baby is being supported impacts on the load bearing of the baby's joints so these these angles that we've been given from various pieces of research, um, they're not factoring in the movement of baby-wearing and carrying. So, something to think about is, does ergonomic positioning change in how it looks based on the actual you know simply the position that the baby is put in um how how does a certain angle load be- oh, I can't think Ugh. I think uh, yeah I can't really explain the load it. bearing
1: yes I would think it affects but it's also like how much time does the baby spend yes. in a certain mm-hmm. position? So then you need the parameter of the movement. You need to bring that in. Yes. The variation. That's like so central. And I think that's a piece that's been missing when talking about baby wearing.
0: Absolutely. Because, I mean, I know that um, some people do teach, you know, to vary the positioning but in reality how often do people actually vary the way that they baby wear Mm. you know and the the time like you say the time spent in the position is it's always going to be longer than um in arms isn't it
1: yeah, because you you get tired in your arms, so you worry you carry out of that exactly, and kind of and it's easier for the baby to also signal. Okay, I want to sit in another way, or I want to cling in another way. So it's
0: yeah, it's and and the different care, adjustments so. that they make as well. Oh. The different adjustments um, mean that even in a seemingly static um hold you know in in active carrying um there's there's always this this movement that we may not be seeing with the naked eye and you know the the subtle changes in position you know they the, they don't tend to be just stuck to you in in the static way um no. that they are in a sling or carrier you know no, they they change yeah. the the angle of their hip all mm. the time. Yeah. And obviously, with active carrying, that you're seeing a chair-like position so much more. And you know, this is something that has been said over the years that uh, is is something to avoid in ergonomic carrying. You know, having the legs at a 90 degree angle, that you know, the bum needs to be below uh, the hips and so forth. Um you mean? But you yeah, active. To be- the knees need to be higher. Yeah. Don't the bump. Did yeah. I say? <laughs> Below. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, if you watch a small child being carried, uh, can be a newborn or a bit older, it won't sit in the exact same spread squat position if carried in arms. It will vary how it carries, no. depending on like what, what kind of alertness or sleepy mood is the baby in. And as you said, more chair-like seating position when more awake uh, absolutely maybe. or maybe and one leg th- is more up than the other
0: or mm-hmm.
1: yep. doing some movement and adjusting itself uh, and mm. you had you had one video on your instagram i think you were two year old was like you were showing us how he really prefers to sit on on one side i think it's yeah. when he <laughs> look at yes. birds Yes. And you can see him like, okay, now I do the wiggle here and mama is not noticing. I'm just wiggling mm. to go to the other side. Yeah. Uh, I was very,
0: very mean because I wanted to show exactly what happens when you ignore them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so he was working yeah. his way. Then and then he physically the climbs over,
0: yeah. Yeah. But it's uh, something that is, is very interesting to me as well when we're talking about ergonomic positioning and hip angles and so forth is that... In arms, the the sort of ve- most natural go-to sort of hold for a newborn baby um, is a shoulder hug. And you you're not you're not very often seeing this this squat position in a shoulder hug, um, which for me raises questions about, you know, if if we're designed to carry in arms, more than we are expected biologically to use baby slings and carriers, um, what what sort of impact does this have? You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, like like I said before, this is where we need to look beyond these you know ideal sort of angles and. Look at how these babies are being supported in these positions, and how that support affects how how the the hip joints are load bearing. You know, mm-hmm. because that, I think that that is a big a big thing that comes into it the the amount of load bearing going on with the joints, and also. You know, as as we transition to the hip, as you said, um, you you talked about how the the legs aren't always symmetrical in carrying, and this is very much so um, in hip carrying, as we have a more active leg and a more passive leg mm-hmm. in hip carrying, and the, this is yet another reason to vary our carrying um, in arms is that. You know, one, one leg is working more in hip carrying, so switching up sides is helping both sides to get that time exercising and the load-bearing going on.
1: Yeah, and also for the body of the adult, uh, definitely. It was so clear to me that when I was uh, pregnant with my second child, I was carrying my first child, who was then one in a year, one and a half years old. I was carrying mm. him a lot on my hip, and I was also trusting it out, which I really regret I was doing. And it was only on my right side the whole time. And uh,
0: yeah,
1: I have a lot of varicose veins now on my right le- leg, and I had a problem with my right foot and also with my right hip that might be related to this trusting out. Mm. The hip and all the carry. This is actually when I was pregnant. So if I had varied my carry <laughs> there are a lot more, uh, maybe I wouldn't have had this issue. Or it's like mm. I probably was like weak from our passive lifestyle, uh, and then this is the body can be much more affected also.
0: Mm. This is this is actually really very interesting because um, obviously. You know, there, there's research out there about how in... I'm not sure exactly what culture, but it's it's obviously European culture, that there is a left-hand side preference in carrying an overwhelming majority. But this isn't the case in other cultures around the world, just to drop that in there. Um, but for both you and me, we have a right-side preference in carrying. And when you said about your um, your issues with the right side of your body um that that was really interesting to me and of course um like i said in in the last episode um the the only real issue the slight issue that i have with uh, my feet is on the right side the arch is very slightly fallen Mm -hmm. and um it's it's interesting because Uh, with my work with my osteopath um, she's discovered that I have hypermobile hips Um, and the it it was when I was pregnant with Xander um, I think I mentioned this in in my first book that when we were on holiday he you know being an in-arms child he wanted to be carried everywhere on my hip and mm-hmm. you know I was using the right-hand side all the time and I felt you know that the injury happen and yeah and I have even though I've got these hypermobile hips I know when I'm doing hip stretches and stuff there's there's a, a noticeable difference in the right-hand side that you know things are a bit tighter around that side
1: on your right um, side
0: yeah
1: yeah and same for me and like like yeah
0: yeah and like Mm -hmm. you know Isaac has has a right side preference in carrying as well Mm. um which I go into a bit more in my new book um about um side preferences and handedness as well so you know left-handedness right-handedness um so and you know that I've been working a lot on you know, getting him out of this side preference. Uh, but the reality is that I I still do carry more on my right-hand side mm. than I do on my left, even though it's a lot more balanced these days. Um, but, yeah, I kind of slipped into that, indulging his preference, and it was kind of a bit too late by the time I realised <laughs> what, what I was doing. So, yeah, it's it is interesting to think about... It, potential issues that we may have and how varying our carry uh, or not varying our carry may impact on those those issues and obviously this is all kind of speculation isn't it but yeah it's something worth thinking about
1: if you if the if you let the baby use this passive hold in a sling and a carrier um, a lot it gets a lot heavier for you who carry as yes. well because the baby gets so more much more like a potato sack. It doesn't <laughs> have to work with his body. And um it's different between different children how much tendency they have they have to to like, um, yes. Wanting to cling on or not and be really, really passive in a sling or okay? carrier, or be more active looking around as if they're really nosy they might be more active also in a sling and a carrier um so that a benefit to be- vary your carry that is really connecting to ergonomic baby wearing and and, and arms carrying is like how do you make it i mean if you if we as humans want to save energy how do you, how do you make it uh as light as possible and mm. uh, to carry passively uh only makes it heavier so, you, so it's really beneficial for you as well um, to really let the baby be working with his body uh, and it's really good for the baby as well developing muscles and and being able to use his body and, and uh, we have so much passive passiveness in our culture anyway so why should we let yes. baby wearing be uh, really a really strong emphasis on this as well
0: yeah and um i think as well thinking about when when we're baby wearing thinking about the what what different places we're putting the baby uh on our body um because that that is going to affect um as as well as the states of awareness um where where they are on us is going to affect what ergonomic baby wearing looks like um, obviously, as we know with um, we what we talked about with the hip carrying, how, you know, this isn't a, a symmetrical thing in in-arms carrying. The positioning is not symmetrical. And, um, you know, if we're using a ring sling or some sort of hip carry, the position of the legs is going to look different based on how, how, far towards the front of the body they are or how far towards the hip they are Um, and chest to chest is going to look different because this is a more of a symmetrical uh, position but again whether they're active and alert or you know at rest this position this the ergonomics of the position is going to differ based on what they are doing with their body Um, and again If we're doing an off-centre, higher sort of shoulder hug style uh, position with a sling or carrier, this is going to look different as well, though obviously with a sling or carrier you've, you've kind of got the ability to adjust that more into a squat sort of position than you do when they're in arms, but again it's going to look different based on the height they are on the body. It, it changes how the body works um, in relation to the caregiver's body. And again, with the back, are you carrying them um, high, high up on your back or low down? You know, if we're, we're shoulder carrying, that's a completely different sort of position, depending on whether they're active or not. Um, and if we're baby wearing and they're high up on the back how the legs can behave on the caregiver's back is different to how they behave when they're lower down around the sort of natural waist point. So, yeah, there. I don't think there can ever really be a set rule for what ergonomic baby wearing looks like, really. Um, and especially because children differ as well we're all unique aren't we our optimal hip angles will differ
1: yeah and and the wearers the wearers body varies so much yeah. as well mm-hmm. if you're a smaller size or a larger size or very tall or um if your uh, boobs are very big or not and <laughs> yeah. that really really matters as well uh, mm-hmm. so that's also like a there's also uh, what do you say a a part of the cake there's so many different parts that that um comes together when it when you look at carrying and also in arms carrying Uh, no sorry there's so many parts that are included in this when you look at baby wearing and also in arms carrying yeah Um, and also movement body size preferences of the baby preferences of the uh, the adult the needs um what's your physique movement of two people uh stuff like that climate uh, what are you wearing uh, it's really complex actually mm. and something that's it also really is me, yeah is. Some, something that also struck me is like why it's so important to wear your carries also because it affects, uh, your inner your inner organs. Like mm-hmm. after after giving birth, most people have a sensitive. I think I guess all women have a sensitive pelvic floor, mm-hmm. and and carrying in the same position, is is putting a static uh, pressure. Oh, I have a yeah. car outside here. But we have really warm weather here today when I'm recording, so that's why I have to have <laughs> my window open. Um, no, but to carry... Um, like, one of my my um, my colleagues, um, baby wearing consultant colleagues, were saying that um, she noticed that having more fluff on her stomach was like pressing in on her pelvic floor. Mm-hmm um so that can also be an issue if you are a larger size uh some positions might not mm. be beneficial for you um uh, that yeah. could be okay for if you're thinner uh, but just uh, a something that C- Katie Bowman also brings up who's uh, biomechanics and biomechanics and, and um physical therapist focused on just the uh, the pelvic floor um mm. That she is much into that carrying in a sling or a carrier uh, is much more, it's much heavier, putting much more pressure on the pelvic floor than carrying an arm. Yeah, because she, she describes it as a bracing arms, point, which, which brings much mm. less
0: pressure. I think it's interesting as well going back to newborn in arms carrying and how um, the shoulder hug tends to be the go-to mm-hmm. position for in-arms carrying. And that's well away from the abdomen and the pelvic floor. You know, in these first few months when babies are practicing their activeness in carrying, it it tends to be in, in the shoulder hug, mm. which is high up. And it's only once they develop good upper torso control, at least good upper torso control, um, that we start to transition to the hip. And, you know, by that time, um, things have have been healing for a longer time. And, you Mm -hmm. know, the uterus has gone down and all sorts. But, you know, it's it's very much a, a Western thing, isn't it? Carrying in this chest to chest position on the front of the body. So, but would it um, be for, which causes for the very that small, bracing? Point. Are you
1: sure it is for the very small baby then? Because you breastfeed so much, and in many cultures. Sorry, but is it only a Western thing? Because I'm thinking it's so much breastfeeding. The front carrying. Yeah. There's okay. So much breastfeeding so, going on. In mm. I mean, like if you would live in a warmer climate, you at least if you look at like how people used to live as hunter gatherers. I mean, it's a like frequent. Mm. Frequent breastfeedings you would you would have the
0: the baby mm. on the front well more but so i'm I'm not well versed in other cultures um and I tend to focus on my own culture but from what I've seen um in sort of pictures I've seen and the research that I have done um breastfeeding tends to happen in a hip carry from mm-hmm. what I've seen um And also, baby wearing doesn't tend to be, from from what I've seen. So you know, listeners, please correct me if I'm wrong. Baby wearing doesn't seem to be very much a newborn thing.
1: No, you would have them in arms.
0: Mm. So,
1: and I guess like the yeah around the world. I mean, it's it's more. The shoulder hug that is so common here in, in West, it's not it's not tummy to tummy either. It's much more
0: no, no, off it isn't. Yeah, and our bodies are specifically and incredibly designed to carry in in the um, in an off center position. You know that how how our forearms are positioned on our body when we place them across our body and so forth. So. Yeah, yeah, but then also Lots like the centered positions
1: things. can also cause a greater um, uh pressure on the pelvic floor and so on. Then sorry, uh off-centered positions can can mm-hmm. be even uh put a higher pressure on the pelvic floor than centered positions.
0: Are you talking about so like in hip carrying? yeah because in in the shoulder hug we we're not getting that bracing
1: yeah i think it's difficult also the research i've read is so difficult to know how much like how much can you rely on it like because they do it with weights and not with the real child um and stuff like that yes really small studies as well so it's like i don't know how much really you can
0: um put into it um yeah and the I mean the way the baby's legs behave on the abdominal area in active carrying mm. is very very different to sort of this bracing weight that we see in baby wearing and passive carrying as well mm. but I guess
1: key i mean in a way it doesn't matter because the key is where you or carry and yes also when it comes to um putting pressure on your pelvic floor and not making it too heavy on you uh, when carrying in the beginning Mm. after uh, birth, both for like C-section and
0: And being aware of posture and alignment as well, obviously, because how we carry our bodies is going to impact the effect of the baby on our body, isn't it? So for example, um, um, so for me personally, um, I, I have the opposite of, you know, when when you're pregnant, you tend to, your, your bum tends to stick out more. So, um, the, the positioning that my lower spine wants to go into tends to be the opposite of that, which, um, I need to be aware of a lot of the time. I mean, it's improved so, so, so much over years but it's still there it's something that has become such a habit that it becomes easy to slip into and you know in baby wearing that's that that's creating and you know more of a bracing point for the baby in a chest to chest carry you know it's bringing my pelvic organs further forwards Mm. Mm. you know as well as you know the impact on my spine and everything
1: yeah because you're putting your hips forward and like thrusting mm. out the ribs and that's not really beneficial, so for at all for the body. So carry in in arms, carry carry with the arms.
0: Yeah, and in arms carrying. Oh my goodness, it's I find it so much easier to be aware of what what my body is doing, and you know the the connection, the presentness um, of of what I'm doing, and you know with with the baby or child. And yeah, and really what I meant also me was not, like, of carry course you can use a sling item.
1: as well or a carrier, but, like, when you carry in arms, make sure you carry in your arms and not, like, putting, trusting your ribs out and your hip out and really, like, laying the baby on the on the body because it really
0: affects your spine and stuff like that. Mm. And and it conditions them to be more passive as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's as simple as that.
1: Yeah. I guess it's, it's time to wrap wrap it up for this episode but I I think we should Mm -hmm. like summarize our definition here Uh, yes would be good Um, so to to wear your carry is key and it's it's connection to to time how much Mm -hmm. time a baby is in a certain position and also the state of alertness or sleep and um you can fill in here if there's anything i forget but okay. it's also like when it comes to the the, the body of the wearer is also like if you use the same way of carrying the whole time even though it feels good in the beginning it will be really really passive and static for your for your body mm. and and yeah. as humans beings we need to we need to be moving to stay healthy and to build muscle yes, we and strength and flexibility. And it's the same for, for kids as well. And our, our culture is very passive. So and it's norm for us to be passive, but why should we let baby wearing be a part of this passiveness? We mm. could really like if we change perspective uh, a bit on it, we could uh, have it much more active and also very carrying in arms. Uh, a lot as well we will really build mus- muscle strength for ourselves and also let the baby be able to cling a lot more which makes the yes the carrying easier for us uh, mm. and baby So wearing finding the time us. and the
0: place yeah for it so as as we said the different places that the baby can be put on our body in baby wearing affects what ergonomic positioning looks like uh, based on how they fit to the body and um, how they interact with the body and you know so the the angles of the hips um, the spread and the squat are going to look different in different uh, types of baby wearing
1: yeah and on different bodies and for different babies and also that time
0: time is also
1: a part of, of it and yeah. the state of alertness
0: Uh, Yeah, so the the time, yeah, so as you say, the time spent in a certain degree of flexion and abduction is going to factor into it as well, you know, because staying in, in that one position for a certain amount of time may be perfectly fine for the hip joints, but after a certain amount of time, it may be detrimental to the baby.
1: And I guess what you could do there is a lot like listening to the baby because, I mean, you, you don't need to have a time or anything to, like, or be nervous about, oh, am I going to do this wrong now? I don't know if it's, like, ten minutes too much or, or whatever. But just, like, listening to the baby's communication and how it wants to be carried um, and let it out or change position but it doesn't want to be um, um, worn or, or carried in a certain way. Um, yeah. And then just Even though the, the, If the baby wouldn't communicate It would like other positions to Still change, still wear your carry mm. you For your own sake and also for the baby's sake uh,
0: Absolutely Because baby a wearing guideline. kind of
1: Oh yeah. sorry yes, Baby wearing,
0: it's okay In Baby wearing in and of itself Is a very, tends to be For a lot of babies, tends to be A calming and Um Relaxing sort of experience. It's not, um, although babies are being baby worn when they are active and alert. Um, the 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 sensations, the the way the material reacts with the body, um, means that active in arms carrying is tends to be a lot more communicative than active. The the more active sort of Baby wearing positions. So, you know, they can be more subtle in their communication in baby wearing compared to how they may uh, communicate to change position in arms. Mm. Also, because they are restricted. Yeah.
1: Uh, Mm. Or they just get frustrated in the sling because they feel restricted. So you won't be able to know what the baby is communicating uh, because Mm. it's just like, "Ah, I want to get out
0: kind of communication. (laughs) Yeah. So, So, yeah, I hope you've all found that interesting. It's something that we both of us are very much interested in and we'd love to hear your thoughts about it. Um, Yeah, so get in touch. If you have anything to discuss with us
1: okay yes so i guess we should say bye for now
0: yes, yes. goodbye and we look forward to speaking to you next time yes bye <laughs>